0: Welcome everyone to the Livestock Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis Reed. This episode's a little bit different, a little special in terms of this will be a simultaneously released episode along with MLC's The Big Show. Now Matt Lautner and I have had a relationship, friendship stretching back several years. You know, he took uh, a leap of faith with me and sending up a whack of semen to Canada and letting someone that he'd barely met, didn't know at all, but just told him, I'm going to do the best I possibly can in representing the brand and selling some semen. So that's how I I got to know Matt. But Matt called me and we talked quickly about his new bull jumpstart and the Riverstone Charmed, and he asked me if I knew the breeders of Riverstone Charmed from up in Alberta, Canada. And I said, yeah, I do, I know Tim and Kim Matthews. I bump into them at some events, different things, especially at Calgary Stampede, watching their daughter show, some steers. And he asked me if I'd be able to line up an interview. And lo and behold, that was actually on my podcasting list, like, you know, guest list, different things. I have a note where I want to talk to people about influential cows and in the businesses of. You know, different breeds, whether that's Angus or Simi. Now we're talking about limousine cattle and and uh, really we'll get into it on the podcast. But, you know, something neat there. So without uh, further ado, we're going to jump into our going show and segment. And just a reminder out there, make sure you're calling into and Cattle Equipment. Mention you listen to the Livestock Podcast because you can get a ne- deal On their brand spanking new to them, adjustable, portable alleyway system and bud box. So make sure you mention that you heard this on the Livestock Podcast to Cole Goad. And you can find all their information at ClawsonCattleEquipment.com, And that's Clausen with a K. Our Go and showin segment sponsored by the Cliffs Farm comes to us and we're going to start in Saskatchewan. At the Cody Sibold Legacy Classic, May 21st, Beachy, Saskatchewan. The Calgary Stampede 4-H on Parade is May 27th through the 29th, Calgary, Alberta. Berg Egg Society Classic will be held May 28th and 29th, Berg, Alberta. South Central Spring Classic coming back to Saskatchewan, May 28th, Ogamaw, Saskatchewan. The Caribou Classic, a new show out in British Columbia, June 3rd through the 5th, in Williams Lake. The Kennedy 4-H jackpot shows June 4th in Kennedy, Saskatchewan. Purdue Junior Steer and Heifer Show will be June 4th in Purdue, Saskatchewan. The Alameda Egg Society jackpot, June 5th, Alameda, Saskatchewan. The Mel Grimes Memorial at the Arcola Egg Society, June 25th, Arcola, Saskatchewan. Carberry Agricultural Fair and Races, It's an open cattle show in Heifer Jackpot, July 3rd, Carberry, Manitoba. The Quebec Junior Beef Show, July 7th through the 10th in Cookshire, Quebec. Summer Synergy in partnership with Olds and Stampede will be July 12th through the 16th in Olds, Alberta. The Canadian Junior Shore Torn Association National Show, July 14th through the 17th, Collingwood, Ontario. The Calgary Stampede Junior Steer Classic, July 17th, back on the Calgary Stampede Steer Grounds in Calgary, Alberta. The Young Canadian Semitol Association National Show is July 20th through the 24th in Portage-la-Prairie, Manitoba. MRPM Country Fest, July 23rd through the 24th, Maple Ridge, British Columbia. Another show in Purdue, the Purdue Summer Show, July 23rd through the 24th, Purdue, Saskatchewan. The Canadian Junior Hereford Association's Bonanza, July 26th through the 30th, in Lindsay, Ontario. The Canadian Junior Angus Association's Showdown, July 27th through the 29th, in Brandon, Manitoba. Canadian Charlotte Youth Association, July 27th through the 30th, Renfrew, Ontario. The Saskatchewan Tiger Lily Classic, Semitol Show, July 29th through the 31st, Wayburn, Saskatchewan. Thanks again to Tim Matthews for hopping on to talk about Riverstone Charmed, and let's get to it here and have a listen. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to recommend us to your friends. Subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Leave us a rating. Write us a review. Help share our social media posts online. We're having a lot of fun in what we're doing, bringing some stories of Canadian producers talking about building networks and and chasing our dreams within the business that we're loving. So, Tim, we're going to jump into it here, and we'll talk to you on the backside. So on the line with me now with the Livestock Podcast in conjunction with MLC's The Big Show is Tim Matthews of Riverstone Charms. So thanks for hopping on to have a chat with me tonight, Tim.
1: I'm
0: glad to be on, Curtis. Yeah, it's uh, you know one of these deals where, as Canadians, we're always extremely proud when we see Canadian genetics that move down south, or whether it's semen or embryos or whichever it is, but we follow along and we see that pedigrees, that lineage, having great success in the United States, and we're all extremely proud of that. So, I figured. Uh, we should talk about that a little bit just in terms of the charmed 50c cow and you know now with matt owning a son of 50c and starting to market some semen on that i just figured you and i could have a little chat a longer form than maybe matt's podcast that go the five to 20 minutes you know every now and then matt's starting to get longer winded at 20 minutes instead of just five but uh, maybe a little bit of an inside joke there Uh, just in terms of your program why don't you start us off a little bit with maybe the history because you know your family sure are not strangers to the limousine game and you know high-end seed stock that gets marketed within North America
1: okay Yes, I'm a fourth-generation rancher. Um, I grew up west of Calgary, and our family farm had been there since the early 30s. Um, we, I uh, grew up with both Angus and Limousin cattle. Um, we, we, uh, had, we've been one of the few uh, um, Angus breeders to, uh, be a century, to hit a century mark in Canada, and um, and with that said, also we were one of the first uh people in on the limousin breed in the early seventies when they first came over to Canada.
0: Um, Congratulations yeah. on the century mark. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's kinda cool. It's uh cool lineage and uh um you know I'm just proud to carry on being a, a fourth generation rancher.
0: Oh well, that's neat. So from for anyone kinda listening and thinking about the, the history side when we talk about the Century Mark and the Angus being one of the first importers, major players in the limousine breed coming into Canada, you and your father would have run under the name Highland, correct? That's
1: correct. Highland yeah. Stock Barbs.
0: Yeah. And it was no, you know, no secret that if you were out looking for something with some quality and anytime that y'all showed up in the barns at Agribition, you always had a an extremely strong string really high quality cattle I remember that from the highland days Well thank you I
1: mean we, we've always tried to produce our best
0: So Yeah Yeah and now just I guess cuz I'm a little bit nosy where does the the name Riverstone come from in you know rebranding as as yourself and Kim
1: well, it wasn't anything uh specific put it that way um but it was in a, in 2015 that we uh decided to, to part ways uh when we moved up in to olds in 05 we were still under the highland umbrella so to speak and in 2015 that's when we decided to uh, uh officially branch off on our own and um and that's that's when we uh Uh, branded the Riverstone Cattle Company as our own that way. And uh, so um, with that said, uh, there's really no specific uh, historical significance of the name, except that we do uh, um, have a couple rivers on our place, and it's a very beautiful place. And that's something that just kind of fit for us.
0: Wow, that's awesome. One of the the major reason of, of our chat, like I'd said before, is, is talking about the Charm female, and that's Riverstone Charm 50C, uh, definitely a household name since 2015 in the show circuits through the Midwest and the United States and the National uh, Limousin. Uh, circles or you know whether that's at the national junior show where I've seen some some pictures of you standing there with her but it's like I said we just we celebrate those victories as Canadians because it's just a tough market to crack into when you send one down south and it has such great success and you know I remember when you showed her mother at Agribition, that uh, your fantasy cow, that's H-S-F, your fantasy, because she was just so unique for the breed at that time. She stood out in that final row, and for any Americans or people listening at uh, Canadian Western Agribition, there is a bred heifer jackpot show and it is extremely prestigious to win that show and it's called the first lady classic and i believe your fantasy is the only limousine female to ever win that
1: that's correct yeah
0: uh, so what was it that, like that was, taking her out
1: well that was that was uh it, it was pretty special you know there's no denying it um i guess uh you know, it goes back years and years, you know, of breeding, you know, along that lineage. But, you know, when you've got an animal in the barn that it doesn't matter what breed you had, people came to look at. Um, and so word got around about her. Um, there were so many people that could not believe that she was a, a limousine female. And, uh, you know, DNA, uh, obviously proves all that stuff, but, uh, um, it, it was pretty special
0: uh, year to be showing her. Yeah, and when she was out in that lineup, that black limousine heifer, she just she had the style, she had the look, she had that extra width and dimension, but she was still so feminine. Like to me, I, I've never been able to see Charmed in real life, unfortunately, but following along in pictures and winning like that's just no fluke that charm came out of that cow that's a that's just that continuation and, and lineage and when we talk about great truly great cows are the ones that outbreed themselves and I had this discussion with uh, Justin Morrison on on one of my previous episodes that you know when I was talking about the Annie Kay cow with him right but I said those once in a lifetime cows that then produce once in a lifetime cows for other people. Like, how is that for you? How do you, you know, kind of comprehend or follow that up?
1: Well, I mean, uh, you know, like if I want to go back in history a little bit, you know, if you don't mind. Uh, oh yeah, people uh, like love I, that. I, That's
0: one of my favorite parts of this podcast is the history of okay of these cow yeah. families. Well,
1: I, I uh, I'm gonna date back to the original cow that started it all and, and this I bought a little heifer calf out of uh, um, from Texas uh, from an operation called NP Enterprises and uh, it, it all started from there. Um, then I bought bought her for my daughter um, a, as I do for all my kids um, at, at when they were first born so to speak or thereabouts and then um, she eventually along the line Um, We bred her to uh, um, a national champion bull down in the US and she produced uh, uh, a cow called Tinkerbell and who is the grand dam of Charm. Um, But then uh, obviously uh, 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 we we bred her and that that produced uh, HSF Fantasy um, and then Charm. And it's, it's through obviously years of breeding. I mean, I'm not... You know, changing the wheel here or anything like that, but uh, you try to breed good ones to good ones, and uh, and uh, everything's turned out in in this case. And it's uh, it's pretty special when that happens. Um, You know, when you look at the fantasy cow and the charm cow, they are so unique to the Limousin breed that. I don't know how you cannot fall in love with them, no matter what, what cattle you have. And, um, you know, it's just, it's that same old thing, you know, there's, there's show, there's show females and then there's cows. And when you put the two together that show females produce, um, other show females and, uh, they become those cows that you just absolutely have to have.
0: Yeah. The, the type that you just hang your hat on, right. That, continue your name the you know just the brand the rep the reputation of your brand just explodes when you get your hands on those cattle and I love what you said there that it's goes back in these cow families it's the predictability I get stuck in this rut every now and then sitting on the quad looking at our cows and thinking to myself how do I make them better how do I make them better how do I make them better and What you said there just says, you know, you got to take those ones, plan those matings and be patient with it. Because if you have the belief that they're going to work, that's really the number one factor in bringing them and taking them forward. If we hop back to that Tinkerbell cow, you know, I know people will be able to look up pictures of uh, your fantasy, but just in terms of you know the physiological design of that tinkerbell cow what was she built like what was what was her you know style type wise do you see that in some of these riverstone charm offspring now or or any of that carrying through because you know you get two three generations away and if you've been raising that cow family the whole time you can still see those little things popping out
1: well absolutely uh she was the one that probably brought brought the power to the, the cow family. Um, she was a, a carousel NASDAQ daughter and she was a big broody cow, um, the beautiful udder, but she brought a lot of power. And, uh, um, you know, along that genetic line, we kept refining, um, you know, the, the great attributes to every, uh, next generation. And, uh, but but that was the cow that, like I said, brought the power to it. It was, uh, I can always remember when we showed her mm-hmm. with with Fantasy at side, um, that I remember when we were in Agribish and we had several people that came through and said that that was the best heifer calf that, that was in the whole barn. And that, that stuck on me. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's always great confirmation when you have other breeders um, giving you compliments that way. Like oh, you, yeah. We, we all think we've got we all think we've got great one, you know. And uh, for the most part, that's true. But it's when you when you get confirmation from other very well respected uh, cattlemen, you know that was kind of the start of uh, everything with uh, with her outside of Tinkerbell.
0: Yeah, especially when the other like people from other breeds, established people established breeders coming around to have a look and to see the quality right there's you know nowadays the the type and kind of a lot of a lot of the breeds or cattle are are starting to merge closer in in one lane as compared to say the 70s 80s era where there was lots of defined characteristics within each breed if if you're kind of getting where i'm going there
1: now, you're absolutely correct. You know, it's like we've all been trying to uh, raise those perfect ones, you know, and it, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes years and years of breeding and uh, um, trying different matings and, and picking the, the right sires to, to mate to each uh, female. And uh, like I said, it doesn't happen overnight.
0: So, with, with these cows, like, say, Tinkerbell did highland own her did you also market piece of her did you market a piece of uh, your fantasy because you did sell charmed in your sale
1: yeah. yeah um well ultimately uh like when i was with my dad we were known as silent stock farms um like i said and but he owned his cattle and i owned mine um we were we still had the highland prefix for everything when my wife and i moved up to olds um we were still under the highland umbrella but we wanted we, we started naming our cattle hsf um just as, as a little bit of a um identity to our, our for ourselves yep. and uh so T- tinkerbell was one that we raised and produced um all along and uh and that's where hsf fantasies um, you know it's uh obviously a daughter but obviously uh it it comes through with that um then when we made the full change that's when we went over to Riverstone and uh um and then we've been separate from Highland uh ever since
0: yeah and then the Riverstone the first year of Riverstone sale that's Riverstone Charmed right she led the sale off your very first sale that's
1: that's correct yeah at that time um, we were dabbling uh, in a little bit of everything. That was our first year we had our, our uh, production sale. We called it Forged in Fire, and we had a straight heifer calf sale, but we had uh, some limos, some angus, shorthorns, scimitals. We had some clubbies, and uh, so we, we were really, um, for Canada anyways, we were kind of out on a limb having that many different breeds and all Africa uh, sort of intended for, uh, uh, the show ring and, and whatever. And, uh, charm was definitely the, the lead off, uh, female. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, uh, like she was an embryo, uh, calf herself, but in that sale, we did have some monopolies out of fantasy also. And so she right. was not the only, uh um, she definitely was the lead off but she
0: wasn't the only star of that sale but in that one yeah and I'll you know I'll give a quick shout out here to old layered edwards because if I don't you know he's going to call me and talk my ear off if you're listening and you know layered edwards you know he hardly says two words but cuz I uh, I actually texted him a couple of days ago and just asked him about that because i maybe think he was a owner on fantasy at one time and and he had just said uh one of the best he'd ever owned so i you know <laughs> for a man that hardly ever says anything when he put that back at me real quick i you know that's uh that's a big compliment coming from him right yeah
1: in one of our uh uh production sales i guess it would have been uh the- that fall that we showed Fantasy as a baby calf, we, we sold a half interest in her and, and Laird did buy half. Um, and then uh, since then we, we bought that half back. And so we solely own her uh, today. And and that was uh, um, at, at the time we split embryos up. And uh, at the time that Charmed was uh, 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 conceived and uh, born, um, we had split
0: embryos up, so she was solely ours at that time. Oh, layered, you just missed out on that one. <laughs> that's that's the way the cane splitting goes, hey? It it does. <laughs> yeah. So. so with with charmed, I ju- I just want to jump back again. We're you know we're, we've uh, followed along really neat path there, but from and talked about the maternal genetics that back charmed on the paternal side, like sire side with Durham wheat, because I believe he was also a national champion bull himself.
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: And where's he from?
1: Okay. Well, he he was a bull that we bought uh, out of Pennsylvania, um, from uh, Tubmill mill, uh, Creek, um, our good friends, John and Kitty fish. Um, he was, uh, um, a bull that uh, we just absolutely love. Um, we we had actually bought his mother as a donor female uh, the year before, and at, at the time we were weren't thinking that we really needed a bull, but we just liked him so much that we uh, added it, him to our program, and uh, he's been uh, you know phenomenal, especially on the on the female side, and uh, you know obviously uh, that's charms. Uh, um sire and it it just it, it clicked it, it really did
0: so with your fantasy still being alive are you still flushing her or is she now living the the life of luxury in the front pasture having a natural calf and and uh, getting a bit of extra attention
1: um well to be honest with you uh since charm went and did uh as well as she did, and obviously her progeny is carrying on the same. We struck a deal uh, with KLS Farms uh, down in the U.S., and they've got a. we,
0: we basically have
1: leased uh, Fantasy out to them, and she's currently uh, flushing down the transold
0: Ah, that's neat. It that's is. That's really uh, a good. Little know, promotion mean, for them too, and you know, in terms of talking about that line of genetics and, and what they're producing there. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, cool. Is Durham wheat still kicking around? He'd be, what, he'd be 10, um, or 10 or 14. Well,
1: to be honest with you, I can't tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, in, in this, it's been kind of a whirlwind tour um, since a lot of all this has happened. Uh, we had an offer to uh, uh, sell him and we sold him to uh, a place in Michigan Uh, Sugarbush Farms and uh, it was uh, one of those deals that he was uh, a five or six year old and usually you don't trade too many uh, uh, mature sires at that time but uh, because of what he had did with Charmed and uh, the the resulting uh, uh, sibs and and things like he he moved on from our place down there and uh, to be honest with you I don't know I think he's changed hands even since then too. Right. Um, but I can't tell you if he's alive. It, it would be unlikely at, yeah. at
0: that age. He, he he ended up in the United States of America. and <laughs> That's just kind of how that goes. This is a maybe a little bit off the shoulder question, off the hip question from me. But like one thing I talk a lot on this podcast about is building a network and the people you meet and, you know, getting off your butt and going and seeing people building your own network. It's not going to happen on its own. So do you have any insight on, you know, we've talked a lot about genetics coming up from the United States, Texas, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin, you know, other states that just briefly mentioned here, you know, within building your network. Do you have a comment on that before we just finish our little dive into uh, and we'll finish up diving into charm after that just any comments about that networking side of things
1: well i guess uh one one thing that's always stuck in my head is my my grandpa always said that if you think this is a cattle business you're wrong it's a people business and if, if you don't make those networks then you'll never have the cattle and it's uh, it's the relationships that you uh make that make this uh this business go around
0: Claussen and cattle equipment is back with the livestock podcast as our season sponsor for season two and without them we wouldn't be able to bring you such wonderful content every month so welcome cole to the podcast please uh, tell us a little about Claussen and cattle equipment
1: and Cattle Equipment is proud to be manufacturing premium quality livestock equipment since 2008. We strive to do so in a way that keeps not only our customers happy, but also our valued employees. We believe that honesty, integrity, community, friendship, and family are important for everyone. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and be sure to check out our website, Clawsoncattleequipment.com for all up-to-date information, pricing, and the latest contact information call Cole
0: at 780-205-4945 and make sure that you find Claussen Cattle Equipment and that's Claussen with a k at com. so with those relationships are you meeting these people in real life just calling them up uh, one morning or an evening and introducing yourself and having a visit and then extending those conversations in the future or you know, like, what's your style of network building?
1: Well, I I, I don't know if I really have a style. <laughs> you know, it's it's a variety of things. Um, you know, sometimes it's just picking up the phone and 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 making uh, new acquaintances. You know, sometimes you're meeting them on the show road or at at cattle sales, and um, it's it's a variety of things, definitely.
0: Come on, Tim. You've got your own style. You you've usually got the best beard in the barn wherever you show up Arch dreams of having a beard like you <laughs> <laughs>
1: well <laughs> well I, I guess I am recognizable I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: so after you're done you know listeners after you're done and listening to us or say you're googling on your phone quick and pulling up pictures of Riverstone Charmed when you look at the picture of uh Oh, shoot, her name just skipped my brain. Ms. Ratliff. um, Oh, oh, Madison? uh, There we go. Thank you. When you look at their picture-winning Junior Nationals with Riverstone Charm 50C, on the very right-hand side, you'll see Tim and Kim there, and Tim's got his sweet beard, so very recognizable, Tim. Part of the brand. (laughs) Yeah with and again this is a, a simulcast podcast with Matt I've had a long relationship long-standing business partnership with Matt going back a lot of years and we've done a little bit of business over over those deals but you know just in terms of charmed herself so you know do, do you have any neat stories about when she was born or as she's coming up was she always kind of a standout and then you know as a a really great article written by katie songer in the top from the top stock magazine november 2016 you know she outlines how the Ratliffs found charmed herself so i just wondered if you wanted to go through that story a little bit with me right now but you know it's that charm cow gosh she's just getting it done and you talk about a powerhouse that left broken hearts and egos behind her in the ring and then now is just kicking some serious ass as a cow that's what we all want to produce that is the goal so you know just a her background story is you kind of see it and, and leading up to Hopping on a plane to fly down to Kentucky, was it where that Junior National Show was? I'll, you know, I'll let you talk.
1: Yeah, that's correct in Lexington. So, well, you know, it was. It's kind of a, a pretty cool story. Um, you know, now don't get me wrong. We always thought that she was pretty special. Um, but uh, well, moving forward, we uh, we had planned our force and fire, the all breeds heifer cap sale, and. At that time, we decided that we weren't going to show. It was going to be too tough for us to be in four different barns all at once promoting the cattle. And so um, we went up to Edmonton, which is the first uh, sort of major Canadian show, and to, to watch and promote. Um, I, I ran into uh, Herman Simmons and Gail Ratna. And uh, I hadn't seen both of them in a long time. And um, Gail, as everyone knows, is called tough. But anyways, we were kind of just BSing and, um, on what they were doing, what we were doing. And he, he mentioned at the time that his grandchildren were uh, doing a lot of show heifers, and uh, were everything was so, so expensive to go and buy those great ones. And the one thing that he really wanted to do was find a limousine a purebred limousine show ever and they just had a tough time finding one. And I happened to have a handful of catalogs, and I said, well, I'm going to do my due diligence, and I'm going to give you this catalog, and uh, I think you should take a look at uh, Lot 1, and uh, or Lot 1 through 4, because they were all fantasies. And uh, so, anyway, long story short, he, uh, you know, we said our goodbyes, and, on a day later, when Herman and uh, um, Tub were uh, heading south, they called me and said, uh, "Can we stop by? I, I really want to look at these peppers." And uh, he, he stopped in, and uh, it was almost a, uh, you know, a, a mid mid uh, November snowstorm. That uh, wasn't real pretty out, but uh, mm-hmm. he, he spent Alberta. a couple hours. Yeah, exactly. He, he spent a couple hours and he had an iPad, he was taking some videos and, um, you know, just uh, uh, some natural uh, shots. And uh, um, he said he'll have to um, talk to David and um, and go from there. But then, uh, you know, it would be a, probably a week later or so, David uh, called me and, and we, we really started getting down to started talking about first yeah and uh um i guess david didn't have a passport so he at the time and so he couldn't make it up so he was kind of relying on my word and uh the, the videos that tubbers were taken. and uh our, our sale at that time was in december so it wasn't very far after tub was there and uh we uh i can remember when tub was interested in one Durham wheat being charmed and one monopoly, and uh, he was kind of going back and forth. And um, that, anyways, uh, through talking to David, uh, so the charm female sort of hit what they were looking for. So I was on the phone with him at our sale, and uh, I can remember when I first contacted him, you know, to get ready for it. He was uh, sitting in their local gym. Uh, at, at their kid's basketball. So he had to step out, but he was kind of torn on what to do. And uh, anyway, uh, long story short, is he water. And uh, um, we met up in Billy, Montana, you know, a, a month later or so. And uh, the rest is history, I guess.
0: Yeah, then you know, Madison gets in touch with what she affection calls Arissa the Limmy as you know outlined in that in that uh, piece in the Top Stock magazine and like shoot that's the really the only cow that that exists i believe she is the only cow that exists that was the supreme heifer in Louisville and then was the mother of the dam of another supreme heifer in Louisville and then that same year also having a supreme a daughter being supreme heifer in Houston. Like when you talk about the track record, you know, I encourage everyone to go back to that top stock uh, magazine article and read all of those show listings that she had won up to the time that that story was published. Like that's a a laundry list and the track record of her and. Every picture that you study of that heifer, she just seemed to get better every show. She just looked better. She looked better. She scaled the right way. She filled out just, I don't know if she'll, you know, she's one of those type that you. she probably never has a bad day.
1: Well, uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, I mean, when, when you sell uh, anything, you, uh, you hope that they go to good place. And, uh, charms got put into the right hands and they knew how to, uh, get her ready. They knew how to, uh, um, feed. They knew how to show. They, they were, uh, professional in every aspect and I couldn't, couldn't ask for a a better place for her to go. And, you know, like I raised her, I sold her and they, they took it from there they,
0: they really made her into what she is today. Yeah. And, you know, it's 2022, but, you know, congratulations to the Ratliff family again on all the success that they've had with that cow. And now these matings, cause wasn't her, didn't her first embryo calf have four, four maybe all top five at a, at the percentage show at the junior nationals too. Like, this cow's now her progeny's winning list, her progeny's track record, earnings, dollars, generation, like that's outshining her show career. And again, I just think back to those once-in-a-lifetime cows and getting into 50C herself, There's, you know, that's the third generation of a lifetime cow, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Absolutely. But, Mm but ultimately that's what, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to outproduce themselves. You know, now now, rarely does one like this come around like that, but, uh, she's, she's doing what she's supposed to.
0: Yeah. And then now with Riverstone Charm being known by the Ratliff and, and, and the Linharts, um, like for yourself, do you have any full sibs to her in production or had you ever sold other full sibs? Like you talked about 50 C being from the ET program and you would sold some monopolies that same year. I remember a couple of the monopoly heifers, uh, but you know, just, did you sell some other stuff or have you made some for yourself that you're going to pull out for a rainy day or like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, we have sold the other heifer calves and, uh, um, and embryos. Like get, uh, the fantasy cow kind of took off right after that, and um, we uh, kind of put her into uh, full-time ET uh, production, and she did uh, a decent job as far as producing eggs. Um, but then we had to give her a break because, uh, um, as every uh, flush cow needs. And then, uh, then then a deal came up where we were leasing her out, and. Um, it's, uh, it's good for everybody. So it's, uh, I hate to say it, but the, the, everything that we've had
0: mm-hmm.
1: has, uh, kind of been sold. Yep. Um, it's just been that popular. Like it's, it, it, it's hard to
0: say no. Oh yeah. W- one of those deals where it's, you're just so fortunate and, and she's still there and, and banging them out. And, you know, if you go out and, you, you know, y'all are building your herd too, and, there's some other Durham wheats or potentially some other Tinkerbell daughters kicking around within the herd. So it's, you know, I always find that very interesting when we talk about those ET programs and, and maximizing that momentum because when you find that spark, when you feel that momentum coming into your program, it's just hard to say no because it can stop at any time that's correct yeah absolutely yeah. so did when when uh charmed started going out down south where did yourself and kim really follow her closely you know did you develop a close relationship with the Ratliff family uh you know just the back and forth of her uh you know any other neat stories from there before we begin to wrap up
1: really neat you know we definitely uh kept in touch with them especially during the show career um we we took a trip down and um one of the major shows that they wanted to win uh, was the national junior show and uh so we we did take a trip down to that that was the only time we saw our uh, show live um down in the u.s down in lexington kentucky and uh you know it was a fun trip for us uh we, we got to enjoy in all the success without having to do any of the work, so to speak. Um, but, but obviously we were uh, on the edge of our seat uh, um, watching uh, the, the live stream for Louisville and that was uh, pretty amazing, you know, so it's, uh, um you know, just uh, uh, quietly watching from afar, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With her progeny and you know what brings us together and discussing this a little bit right now too with a simulcast with you know Matt Lautner's The Big Show podcast uh, you know and now having his jumpstart bull and I'm quite excited because Matt and Michelle are going to test that bull and send some semen up to me in the fall for next breeding season for breeding season in 2023 and like honestly I'm I'm pretty fired up for that not only to offer that bull out there to those that are you know looking for something a little bit different whether that's in the show cattle world trying to make that next generation a stout enough really well built mama cows to breed back onto something different but you know, there could be a neat little dabble opportunity of him into the purebred market, uh, you know, just from Jumpstart's perspective, Uh you know, just from the pictures and whatever you've seen of that bull. Do you have any comments on him? Uh, you
1: know, I, 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 I gotta be proud of him, you know, so to speak that I think he's, he's outstanding, you know, I mean, uh, he's, he's following right in those traditional tradition uh footsteps that uh, uh you know from charmed and you know i i like the he'll you know, do a world of good to any operation
0: yeah i think so too and the confidence you can have breeding on the lineage of that charm cow of the fantasy cow you know heck even getting back into the tinkerbell cow that's Cow families prove out, no matter what. Cow families prove out.
1: Absolutely.
0: Before we wrap up, I just wanted to touch back on the Angus program. I I saw some ads and and posts shared around on Facebook about your Vegas bull that Coors, Rosebud, and Six Mile all uh, purchased together, and they had a click to claim semen sale. So. Is there anything you wanted to touch on from the Angus side? We've really talked lots about the limousine side, you know, especially charm, but you know, you're a century plus Angus outfit. So any, uh, light to shed on, on that side of the program?
1: Well, that, that's sort of been our main focus in the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's, uh, the, the, the limos did us a a world of good, but, it just seems uh, it, it was it was getting tougher up here, selling the, the type of animals that I like as far as the limo green. Um, as, as we talk about fantasy and charm being so unique, you know we, we kind of have our vision of the animals we like and it, it was getting getting a little tougher to sell bulls especially. Um, where you know, like like we we were one of the first people to sort of adopt the Limflex program up here and there was still a lot of people that just wanted traditional limbs. And so, you know, we've we've sort of gone more of the way of Angus. Um we've like you said, we've had them for over hundred years. Um, but we've really concentrated more in that direction. And uh, that's been our our, our main focus um, for, uh, for for especially on the maternal tree, you know that uh, that you could see throughout all of our
0: cattle. I guess. Oh, yeah, no, well, that's that's real neat, and you know, from the perspective of you know how we probably know each other more now with you know following along your. You know, one of your middle kids has had a lot of success with some steers at the Calgary Stampede. And, you know, that just looks like a real fun family outing for you, you know, in the barn. And as we're talking on the phone here, you've been out chasing some hockey games with your your son. And I find that, uh, you know, something unique. And for any Americans listening... Yes, we do take hockey seriously up here, and, and the playoffs are going on right now, so it's being talked about an extra amount. So, uh, you know, anything to talk about or wrap up with, with those deals or maybe giving Kim's uh, Kim's business a shout-out too?
1: Well, I, I, I've always said uh, everyone asks how we're doing, so to speak, and, you know, I say it's kids and cows. You know, if we're not chasing after one, it's the other. And, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. And so it's, uh, this, this is our life. We're a family farm. You know, it's just, uh, my wife and, uh, my, uh, two younger kids, my two older kids live in the town of old and are starting to forage their own way into life. And, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's what we do. And, uh. My wife uh, does uh, uh, is a graphic artist, so she does uh, a lot of magazines, a lot of catalogs, and um, you know, it's, uh, I'm I'm very fortunate to have a in-house photographer, um, magazine maker, you know. So it's uh, we do everything, uh, you know, that uh, um, together to to uh, market our animals and. Um, we're there for our kids 100% of the time and you know it's
0: uh um it's our way of life so your last tidbit of advice for us before we before you tell us how to get a hold of you in that is how does your family do picture day so well every year and still talk to one another so much
1: well, we kind of have the running joke, but it's called divorce day. And if we can get through that, then our marriage is uh, going to gonna last. Yeah.
0: The and next so, day, it's uh, just as spicy as the day you first met.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so how do the listeners of the Livestock Podcast and MLC's The Big Show get in touch with you if they want to stop by, which I strongly encourage, or look you up online, find your your sales or or uh genetic offerings
1: well probably for the, the sense of uh these purposes uh we're at riverstonecattle.com um that would be the easiest on our website and uh you know we've got all the information there got our uh, phone numbers there we're uh 10 miles west of old which is uh about an hour north of calgary which is a obviously a major city and a major international city for uh um, flights and all that and we're always open for visitors
0: awesome well i sure appreciate you hopping on with me giving me a little bit of your time and transit back and forth from hockey and you know talking about your program and and about the that prolific cow that we keep hearing lots about and Riverstone charm 50 C because, you know, again, she's got dual citizenship and, you know, we're, we're a proudest punch of her as a Canadian industry and business. And, and just a final congratulations from me on, on uh, the success of your breeding program. Well, thank you very much. You bet. You take care, Tim. Thanks again, Tim Matthews, Riverstone Cattle Company of Olds, Alberta, for giving me your time tonight to discuss Riverstone Charm 50C, The her lineage, you know, really cow families prove out like we said. I was told one time by one of my mentors, a strong cow herd will get you through a poor breeding decision anytime. And... When you layer those strong cow families together, you find those right matings and those bulls. Man, you can really hit one out of the park. Again, although a lot of it stemmed from 2016, but even on today, congratulations to the Ratliff family and what they've done for really popping off and making that limousine breed, you know, probably being the catalyst as popular as it is right now. And really, I say that from. Afar far up here sitting at my kitchen table in Hepburn, Saskatchewan. Uh, just watching that industry in the United States really blow up. Thanks again to Matt Lautner with MLC's The Big Show podcast and uh, bringing this idea forward and putting out a simultaneous podcast together. You know, I'm really excited for when we get the jumpstart bull up here in Canada and to be able to offer him on the open market in 2023 so sure appreciate you tuning in find us on all the social media networks it's at livestock pod and that's livestock with an f sure appreciate your time and listening if you're new from the simultaneous podcast out there thanks a bunch make sure you find us on your favorite podcatcher until then we'll be talking with you soon